Oh, I needed it. I needed it, B. I needed it today. I needed it like I needed this podcast. Yeah. Work sucks, Mm. dude. Why can't we just pod for a living? Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 244 your eardrums. Guys, do, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. And with me, as always, set to win an undisclosed amount if the Astros win the World Series. Most oh. awesome. I came in, in like, the what is his name? Ma- Mattress Hank? Whatever his name Match- is. We went for alliteration Mattress on Mac. this one. Mattress Mac, yeah. Oof, yeah. How did you I give me mattress? That? Yeah, mattress Hank is just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, Bale Hank, maybe if he was like yeah, a farmer, it's like, or something, yeah, it's just, it's like yeah, gonna... how, how can you be simultaneously as close and far away from the same thing at the same time? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I knew really it was sort of that. mattress, I knew it was something short like that. Mattress, that'll, most awesome. that'll geese. Yeah, well, you remember what his game plan His game plan is like, uh, he guarantees everyone that they'll get the money back if the Astros win. And then he just like, what was the thing? Oh, because it was like, I don't know, the publicity of people buying so many mattresses. And then he bets. I don't know how it worked. Yeah. Seemed like there, there, system. Yeah, there was something weird. It was like, it was like a very like high end mattress. You know, like when you go to a basketball game and they're like, if the Denver Nuggets hit 110 points, everyone in the stadium gets McDonald's chicken nuggets. It yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, that yeah, vibe. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Okay, so it was not necessarily when the Astros weren't expected to win because he mm-hmm. has uh, he's he's based in Houston or Texas area. Mm-hmm. He would be if the Astros win the World Series, everybody gets a free mattress. So he would do the math on how many mattresses. Are you talking about Houston yeah. mattress, Hank? <laughs> you know, old HMH. Uh, yeah, so he'd do the math and then put that much on a ticket, and then it was pretty much just turned into like free advertising and break even yeah. if, if they did win the World Series. And he's all in because he's he. He's got a ticket. No, I, no, I think like, he's a straight fucking gambler. Now yeah, I just think yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody winning free mattresses or nothing. We are watching a slow decline of someone that got a taste. And there's just like, what number do I have to bet on this game to feel something? A hundred percent. Yeah, because he's he's holding a ticket that if the Astros win, which they've swept all the way through, they're playing the Phillies. Phillies they, yeah. He could he could take home $75 million on this ticket. Yeah, that's legit. Then you're out of the then he's just he's gambling gambling hank yeah gambling yeah mac. gambling ain't, mac ain't no mattresses involved anymore we out the mattress How, game what's the margins on mattresses that this dude can fucking a i'm not when was the last time you bought a mattress it's been a minute since i bought a mattress it has i think i actually moved mine from new york but i think because i just purchased it but that's that's when you're you know you're pot committed mm-hmm. on some furniture when you're moving across mm-hmm. the country because some shit you're just like oh i'm moving that goes in the trash can Starting yeah, yeah. over on office chairs, like all those just kind of go in the trash can, but some stuff. Yeah. Mattresses. Uh, yes. Yeah, one of those weird markets, right? Like the better it is like a fridge or a washer and dryer or something like mm-hmm. you got to mark those up a little bit. Cause it's only happening like three times somebody's lifetime. Yeah. So I, I would, I bet pretty, pretty healthy. Mark and, of and, and, and they got the greatest PR department in the world where they're like, you sleep on it every night. It's the one thing that you, you know what I mean? Like they you sell you on the investment. Sleep, bro. Yeah, exactly. They they really hook you in on that. Why didn't we? Maybe we should get in the mattress game. Maybe we should give fucking old mattress Mac a fucking run for his money. I'm gonna be honest. Our entry level with getting advertisers on this podcast feels around mattress outlet level. 
Like, mm. I think that's, that should be like, <laughs> like, you know, we, we ain't snagging no like monster.com for jobs or anything right now. We need a good old fashioned something you find in a strip mall. Oh, I, I, yeah. Yes. This is our goal. This is we our goal. Fucking, okay. We, we right. whiffed on, we whiffed on, uh, Nabisco. And what was that? Corn nuts. They did we write did. us back. Did I tell you this? They wrote us back. I think so. I think you said it back. Like, was it, they, but I they mean, fucking, but it wasn't something they, kind of generic. They, like yeah, they, really... well, they well they tried to play. They tried to volley back, but they also they also negged us on fucking pepperoni pizza, corn nuts, and I was like, "Am I really talking to the fucking top dog on Twitter right, right now?" Yeah. Oh, that's and how I'm they got back to us. Twitter? No, no, you weren't. Yeah. No way you were. Yeah. No way I was. If they didn't know that pepperoni pizza flavored corn nuts existed, I ain't talking to the wrong fellow. Or I don't want to. I want to. Yeah. I mean, there was no chance. I mean, we were talking to someone that's twenty years our youther, or younger. They didn't yeah, know or junior, senior, right? No, you, yeah, was junior. junior. Yeah, it was dry. Well, you got the two I top like dogs it. on this podcast, attention, guys, for this jam-packed episode two forty. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're doing NFL. Going to talk football week seven. Going to do a little. Am I the asshole? That's right. We got a little time. We're going to dig in, find out, get some opinions nice. of this food based, bro. This is food based. I like your take on this. Um, going to hit the inbox. We got somebody with a follow up to the MAMA parenting tip that you dropped last week. Oh. Oh. Question to follow on that. So have you dig in a little bit more? Didn't quite get all they needed in that hour of power. So I'll throw a few more minutes on that fire. Neapolitan showdown. We're doing best monopoly, monopoly property snags, best monopoly territories, the best properties in monopoly that you can purchase. That's like all the it. same thing that I said, just a bunch of different ways. Brandon in the gambling <laughs> corner, we're doing NBA futures. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Headline NFL week seven reactions. Why are we talking about that this week? But uh, because we don't give a fuck about the NBA, that's why. Nope, but I did put it. We're gonna do <laughs> no, NBA finals kidding. in there. I know, yeah, I know, I'm teasing. Yeah, no, you can tell you a quick this is too soon for the yeah, Brandon yeah. gambling corner. So I was like, all right, I get a little coin, I did okay. You know, I've been cooking with gas on the game. Mm-hmm. You've been a real junior mattress Mac. I've been doing real primo. That's right. Just getting, just giving away all the free IPAs I can. If the Vikings happen to win the Super Bowl, just get everybody's attention. So plenty of drinks coming my way, getting it done. But the Chiefs this weekend, big, both inside money line. Anyway, just real fast. I was like, all right, I'll dip my toe in. Uh, you know, I don't like to gamble when we pod together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pulls yeah. focus. Pulls focus. Get some of my weakest pods in the game. You would be like the ones that you were drinking since 9 a.m.? Not those guys. You would guess nope. those. Nope. It would be like when I have something on the Sunday night football game and most awesome season. That's right. The little peek up, mm-hmm. little peek down at the phone, a little nod, <laughs> right, little, let's right. move on where we're at. Anyway, so real fast, I was like, all right, uh, like I just saw, I like to get in kind of, I like to get in early on a game where the team that's the favorites down and then just hit their money line for around minus 150. I was just like, oh, Clips Thunder. I'll get in on this Clips Thunder game, like the Clips okay. going to the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Clippers had a night off yesterday, night on. And I was actually, I had to look real fast. I was like, fool me once, Clippers. Not, I was just like, Kawhi Leonard, I want to make sure he's in this game. Oh, I smart. That, yeah. So there's a guy named uh, Luke Kennard. Yes. Which looks kind of, kind of like a spoonerism. Like, so that's L. Kennard. 
And I thought ESPN <laughs> fucked up the K Leonard. And I was just like, I, oh, no. <laughs> I, never, oh, no. I didn't know this guy. So I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. So, um, lefty. The lefty, they, they traded him from uh, Detroit. I mean, we drafted him before Donovan Mitchell. Thank, thanks, Detroit. Good good job on that one. Okay, back uh, to your yeah. Clipper story. Yeah, yeah, they both shouldn't be allowed on the same team. Anyway, so I get in there and then uh, go ahead and pull the trigger. Like, just a nice, healthy, let's get the wow. back. And then I was like, no, we got time. Let's do a little research. It's like, oh, Clippers trailing by, they're trailing by eight now. They're trailing by four at one point. I was like, let's do a little research. Um, Not only is, well, Kawhi Leonard not Laquai Kennard. What's his name? Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Two different people. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's <laughs> definitely not playing in this game. Um, no. uh, uh, Marcus Morris isn't playing in this game. Mm. And Paul George is not playing in this game. Oof. Yeah. And then also, um, well, the only other thing was um, SGA wasn't playing for the Thunder, but they're t- trailing by eight. And what, about story, Gal- did- what about Gal Porge? Was he playing? <laughs> Gal Porge is playing, which got yeah. me really excited. Uh, so anyway, there is a cash out option, which I had not exercised yet, but I didn't exercise that. Took a little 10% hint, but whoo, money well spent. <laughs> Price is doing business. I'll pay 10% Lesson learned. Meeting. Lesson learned. I got so it. We got out of that. Oh, uh, okay. Man. There's your basketball. Everybody's up to date on basketball <laughs> game four of them. <laughs> All right. NFL football, uh, yeah, Bengals, Falcons, uh, all those people that were looking at their fantasy league, their long-term trade for Burrow. If you're going to swing that hammer, should have swung that a week ago because mm. it's over. I think uh, Joe Burrow goes off for, what, three touchdowns in this game? Four, I thought. Four. Uh, I think it was four also. Uh, three touchdowns, 34-42, like, 481 yards, three TDs. Did he have a uh, rushing touchdown? Did I miss? He did that? have a rushing touchdown. There we go. That's what I'm Everybody drank. He knew it. You know, don't drink. Put your drink down. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Pretty much handling the Falcons. Falcons three and four. Um, I mean, Bengals are back, right? I mean, you think you got to give them the crown, even though sitting at four and three to take care of the AFC North, right? Yeah. I mean, just the way kind of Baltimore has been looking pretty inconsistent, and obviously, you know, Cleveland, whatever, uh, and and Pittsburgh, they just they don't have a quarterback really that can play. So. You 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 got to give them the inside track for you know putting it together for the AFC North, and I would say above the South, yeah, they're they're definitely like squarely the third team at this moment in time in the NFC, right? When you're thinking about AFC, it. AFC, I'm sorry, AFC. Oh, Drink uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think with uh, inconsistency with San Diego, I think the only one that I would bring close would probably be that Baltimore team, just because I don't know how far the you know Jets or Giants, but those New York teams got um, nobody's just handing over the respect. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would think right now on a neutral field, uh, Bengals favored over you know uh, Bengals favored over the Ravens, Bengals favored over Jets, Bengals favored over Chargers for sure. Uh, yeah, so I definitely have to be sitting at three in the AFC, but which makes them pretty much fucking number three in the NFL. Interesting. Bengals over Eagles. Oh man, Ooh, not this. Give me one more week of this Bengals team. Yes, I, if, if they're if they're gunning like this, then definitely because I feel like you can still put up points on the Eagles there. Eagles. Um, and then what that means is that it's going to be a shootout. And I just, I like Burroughs play above Hertz. 
and a little bit at 51 49. I feel like he's going to, I feel like he's going to make bigger throws in the moment. Hertz doesn't have quite the arm and the anticipation that uh, Burrow does. So I give it a slight, if, if we see it again, performance like this again, I like it. I like, yeah. uh, I like the Bengals a little bit more for sure. Yeah. It'd be good to see um, lions at Cowboys. Um, Jared Goff, two INTs. I mean, I think I'm not. One should have been waved off, man. That was, this is, this is, I, I almost sent out a very like nasty text messages mm-hmm. to the group just take it out about on us. we're here for just bit. fucking yeah just fuck no taking it on our boy dan you know i'm here for dan i'm a dan stan too man uh dan stan i know i'm is it time for me to put my candle out i don't know i need nfl i think he would make a great equipment manager i don't know like i want to keep him around i want to keep him yeah. around getting people i love his, up, but i love him he'll make me run through a wall but you know motivation See, this is the thing. Like every every like scheme guy will be like, "Oh, this is our culture doesn't matter." It does matter, but you got to have the goods to back it up, and we're not seeing that defensively. I mean, Aaron Glenn looked like a, a young rising star, and cannot fucking this defense looks so bad at times yeah. and so disorganized. Maybe not disorganized, but like there's a there's a big growing like. Um, this is what I did not want to happen when they drafted Aiden Hutchins out of Michigan. This is a big growing, like, Oh, we drafted the hometown guy. We fucking missed on him. We can't use him. And he's been, I mean, he had two sacks in this game. Sure. But he has had a couple games of just really just no production on the defense. Uh, no pass rush coming from them. And now they're like, well, we're moving around. We're going to stand him up. We're going to make him a linebacker. We're going to do all this other stuff. And it's like, fuck man, don't take this kid. That's like, you know, a stud and ruin him like we do with so many other young uh, players. Oh, it's, it's not, like, but... oh, it's like the QB, but on the defensive side. Yes, like we're just exactly. Kind of, we're okay. not, we don't really know what to do with this fucking tool. We don't know his strengths and we don't have anything that can play to it. We drafted him second overall, uh, obviously because he had a dominant uh, second year or, or uh, senior year in college and was a dominant defensive end. And if he didn't have the juice, you should have had the stones not to go for the fucking storyline draft pick because how often, this is what I said in the beginning, how often does this fucking work, right? Where hometown kid grew up in Michigan, went to university of Michigan, had a fucking heralded uh, senior season, took him to the fucking college playoffs. And then the second overall pick is from your hometown team where he's got pictures of him dressing up as a young lion at age seven. How often does that fucking like storyline come to fruition? The answer, very rarely, because I can't think of one. And if you can, then you should take my pot spot in this pod. That's how fucking rare oh, it happens. I mean, I like your spot. Oh, you're not talking to me. No, 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 uh, no, I mean, no, Yeah, no, would no. it be um, like LeBron James would be the only. God damn it. Gonna... You got to take my spot. <laughs> it was just switch pods. All right. And hosting duties take over, man. If you guys enjoyed your fun facts, something I meant really in the NFL. God damn, you, that's For what sure. I meant. But yes, yeah. Uh, no, um, no, I see what you're saying because it also it always felt weird to me too when they try to like tout that hometown like because it sh- should seem more of a coincidence unless we're going after this guy because it's just like we're not prioritizing what matters like just because mm-hmm. he has a short commute to the stadium like uh, right because he grew up a fan it's like no Paris, one cares about like, this no one cares yeah and it's also like. The NFL and college football doesn't have that crossover, and that's not how fandom is in the NFL. Like, especially mm. with like how all the trading happens now. Like, there is there's such little 
loyalty like it's kind of cool and interesting but it's you know it's the third thing you talk about like after like yes. how much their contract is and what their stat line is yeah right exactly yeah so it's just one of those things that's bumming me out so there's a big contingent of the detroit fans that are kind of like starting to kind of question the pick a little bit which i think it's too too early and unfair and i know the i know the kid works hard so and i don't want to totally write him off and he did have two sacks in this last game against against the uh the cowboys the the kid boys but At least. Ah, man, man, it's just, it stinks. It really stinks. And I feel bad for Dan Campbell. I think, you know, I think he could be a great associate head coach or guy to kind of rally around, but fuck man. We just look, the yeah, Lions just look of the bad. Looks good. Yeah. Offensively we really could, but then you watch fucking, you watch fucking on Monday night. Um, the fucking, the, the, the bears in a horrific offense, hang 33 right was it 33 points against the patriots which we got the lions got blown out 29 zip zip yeah 33 points yep you know you can't tell me that extra fucking day made the difference of 33 points like we had the highest scoring offense and then we only scored six points in this following game so like are is this team just like over it are they fucking checked out is the rah-rah machine of dan campbell just now like ah dude we're just trying to get through this season you know what i mean we're not like we were all, we were all in it. We were all in it, but then we fucking hit some rocky waters and you were, you know, you made some questionable calls and now fuck, here we are. We're back in it. We're still the same old Detroit. Yeah. Cause at least there was some identity, you know, like you go to that, that Eagles game where they gave a good fight. They lost it. Uh, what was Seattle? They lost that game, but Seattle's looking a lot better than it were. And at least, you know, like we were saying, they were like putting up some points and make it happen. And now mm-hmm. this is that fizzles. Like you just look like the same old lions bummer guys. Sorry. That's, Plenty for you pod listeners are <laughs> bad. Um, Colts of Titans, uh, Titans win 1910. Uh, Titans a quiet four and two again. Who cares? Yeah, but I will say this. Uh, so Matt Ryan bench for the year. This seems like a little knee jerk reaction thing to make that call in week seven, seven. But I guess, I guess what I saw was at a 500 was, level club. Yeah, there's some sort in the you know the AFC South. Yes. But I guess what I saw this was like uh, they get some sort of, I don't know, cap benefit, but it's still, you say that you're, you know, you mentioned Matt Ryan on a guy you went out there and traded for after you decided that Carson Wentz wasn't enough for your franchise with all these kind of like young up and coming offensive opportunities around him. And then to just move on week seven, what am I missing here, buddy? Yeah. The cap angle. That's an, I, I missed that one. I don't even. Yeah. I'm I barely saw sure the headline because what... I was about to really question it, but it was something like, here's the reason they bench Matt Ryan is because they save a certain amount of money, but it's still like, I don't to just take that option. Here's what it was. I could understand like if whatever, if you're benching them to give the young guy, or you're just like, we need fresh blood in here. Cause there's something about Matt Ryan that just has, doesn't look right over most of the games, but to just call it for the season, like, all right, the next 10 games, it's this guy. It's just like, I don't know. You're painting yourself into a corner a little bit. Yeah, it is. It is weird. I did. I did hear mutterings and about like a shoulder injury or or something to do with that. Is that also? Did you hear any of those things too? No, I didn't see that. That would make a little bit more sense. I guess. I, yeah, because it's kind of, but it's not like it's 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 weird to see to sit there and be like, oh, well, we're shutting it down. Like you would have thought that they would have come out like broadcasted like, oh, shoulder injury, but we're hearing a lot of different things and or something think, decent, yeah, to Matt Ryan to just like yeah. watch him announce the injury or like save face a little bit, but just to be right. like, all right, we're benching the old guy. Well, I think I think it's one of those things where you know they could be looking at it. It's like, look, we're we're fucking we're in the middle of the NFL and this is a bad bad place to be. 
it's much like the NBA. It's like, you don't want to be in the middle. You're not contending. We've got a young roster. We're sitting here 500. Let's run it out for old Sam Ellinger, the Texas, you know, uh, which might be interesting. I just going to ask you, is there, is there something here with this guy? I don't remember hearing anything about him. Is he like a third round pick? He's, um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he doesn't have a great arm, but he is mobile. He can run and he scored a lot of touchdowns for Texas. He's a little bit of a gamer, but I, he just doesn't have very much of an arm. So like, could they sit there and be like, could we get a little Hertz esque juice going right with more of a mobile quarterback? Because Matt Ryan, the old fucking Stonehenge, Matt Ryan sitting back there is getting fucking murdered. 24 yeah. sacks in seven games. He's getting crushed. He's 37 years old. He's not going to play much longer if we keep getting him destroyed. So do we put out the young spry guy, let him fucking roll around, make some moves. You like that spry guy. I could see that bring a twinkle. Okay. In eye. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, let him run around and make some fucking plays. And if worst case scenario, we win best case scenario. We start to kind of tank a little bit and we put ourselves in the place to draft a quarterback in a very rich quarterback class coming out of this co- collegiate year. We, we, we find a way to put ourselves in the top third um, of the, uh, of the draft there, maybe in the top 10, 11 picks. And maybe we got some assets and maybe we fucking throw a hail Mary and we get one of the guys that we think is a top guy. And now we have a, a red shirt year, a mentor year under Matt Ryan. If he continues to shoot the bed, we pull the trigger on the new guy and then we're cooking with gas. So we really don't lose too much in terms of like that season, right. Of, of, you know, what we've got Jonathan Taylor and, you know, it'd be interesting if they start losing a couple more games to see guys getting shut down, like Jonathan Taylor you know, Quentin Nelson, stuff like that to see if they shut any of the other guys down. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, we have seen that there's a team that is no problems hiding the fact that we're just going straight fucking tank bill. <laughs> we watched the cold suit fight for an entire season once. Might as mm-hmm. well do it again. Yeah. All right, this next game. Um... I just want to celebrate. I just want <laughs> right, to celebrate. Yeah. Another year of Oh yeah, baby. We're talking Packers Commanders, baby. Oh <laughs> another day of Commanders take care of the Packers 23 to 21. Let's officially say it for the first time that it hasn't been tongue in cheek or overreaction. Are the Packers a shitty fucking football team? <laughs> Uh, this loss was bad. This loss was real bad to the going against the commanders, which had a little strife within their own organization of, of, uh, Riviera, uh, Ron Rivera, rather, um, like fucking kind of called out Carson Wentz a little bit, or kind of had this weird cryptic yeah. message. And then and why is they, Wentz out? Wentz is out with an injury, right? He, he, then he, then that. he had a finger injury. I think he broke his left ring finger or his right ring finger on his throwing hand. So they shut him down. Then Heineke comes in and. You know, and obviously everything else going on with the the commanders, it's a little bit of an interesting situation. And then we, yeah, got I mean, old... like a home, like a home team winning a football team or winning a football game, no matter what level, especially what we've seen in the league, isn't the fucking nuttiest shit on paper. And I think there were some aspects of the commanders we like, even I think, and you know, Heineke gave Tom Brady one of the uh, playoff wins uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago or whatever. So it's yep. just. 
this isn't like the bad news bears coming out there and beating the Packers, but there is a little bit like the Packers unable to convert a third down for the first time in God knows how, how many years. And it's just, it's what we've seen from the Packers. And I think we're getting a little in that danger zone. I think we're officially at the danger zone where we can't be like, all right, they should start to get it together. Now we should be watching a team that that's not there. And someone sent us a great thing that I thought was a great point. It was something Colin Cowherd said, but you know, for this young receiving core and the guys around him, that's there for Aaron Rodgers, like the inexperience, like, is he like, he's punishing them and like not throwing to them. Cause I think it was until the second quarter, only one wide receiver had a target or like a catch recorded. So there's just a bunch of shit that is just like, it looks like Aaron Rodgers being very like, like aloof to these guys, as opposed to like a young team where it's just like, all right, I need kind of a guy to rally around. And it seems like it's that attitude is finally biting him in the ass. And it's almost at the detriment of the record of the football team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it. You're. I think. I think that's a a really good point. And we've 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 hinted it. We haven't hinted it. We've talked about this. Is like, you know, rookie wide receivers. It's a lot about timing, and it's a lot about chemistry, and just kind of understanding a lot of new nuance of the position. So it takes guys, you know, that second that full year to kind of get it under the belts, and. The Packers just like totally banned that. Like, all right, here you go. Here's Christian Watson. Here's Romeo Dobbs. Here's fucking Amari Rogers. Oh, we'll bring in Cobbs so he gets injured. Yeah, we still got Alan Lazard in the in the mix. And it's like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then you then you have a uh, an Aaron Rodgers who is not going to be a like statesman to these young guys and bring them in and shepherd them and kind of try to build up their confidence. Yeah. It's kind of like get your fucking shit together. You're in the NFL. Figure the fuck out. I had to. Is it wrong? I mean, it's wrong if you want to win football games, if you really want to, like, you sign a three-year deal, you want to be here for long-term. It, yeah, it's fucking wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you got to kind of figure out to be the, like, the, uh, you know, oh, shit, what was the what was the quarterback's name in, uh, what was Keanu Reeves' name in, in um, The Replacements, right? I didn't the catch skip. that, right. Oh, it's a good one with John Favreau. And you know, anyways, he was kind of fucking cooked on his last leg and just wanted to last go around and was just like, rallying the team by building them up and finding ways to like motivate them confidently, you know, as they, as if they could play and figure it all out. So we're not seeing that from fucking. Well, yeah, there's just too much like, yeah, he's the fucking quarterback though. That's what I'm saying. Like I can get behind, like I'll definitely get behind a quarterback. Like we see, you know, uh, Brett Favre did it to Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it from Tom Brady with Garoppolo where he is now. And we've seen it from Aaron Rodgers, which is like kind of the second quarterback generation where we get kind of the, the social media aspect where we have that information is I'm not saying like these, old quarterbacks need to give the tutelage to like the younger quarterbacks coming behind them. What they do need to do though is quit acting like they're working at a fucking McDonald's. And like the only reason your value meal isn't getting there on time, like he gave you the hamburger, but this stupid motherfucker's not getting you the fries. Like there's gotta be a little bit of just like, let me be a leader. Let's win these football games. This is what you need to do. And I, you know, I like that anger and that passion, but it can't be, you know, and now I'm going to punish you by not throwing the ball to you for two quarters. It's a great point. and here's the thing is, is if any Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening and we know you probably aren't, but if you are <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be nothing would be more surprised than if he was listening. Oh my God. If nothing he was fucking, if it was a huge NAB stand, <laughs> that'd be a, amazing. Or just like a single tear rolling down his face. Every time he's just like, please, maybe I'm finally switched Brandon's mind. It's like, nope, nope. not close on ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, wouldn't that be self-serving B? 
wouldn't that be the most self-serving thing is to be like, Hey, if I build these guys up and there's some talent here, if I continue to support them and be like, just a shepherd and like, you know, be the, be the, what Dan Campbell tries to be for the, the Lions. Sorry to bring this back to the Lions, but he always tries to like defend the team. Like that's on me. That's on me. Like be that a little bit fucking Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows who you are. You can exactly, take the, you can You'll take get- the fucking bullets. Exactly. You'll get the fucking credit for it. Like there's not going to yeah. be any confusion. And isn't it a more interesting way to spend your fucking time in green Bay, winning some football games and mm-hmm. finding a way to win, as opposed to like going to the press conference and throwing up your hands that like basically calling, we don't say there's just like, we don't make things stupider. It's just like, these guys don't have the talent. They're not smart enough to figure out a game plan. So we got to simplify things. Like we all knew what you were saying. Like, it just yeah, seems yeah. like, yeah. Well, and the, 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 you know, the, you know, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you can't. Matt Lafleur came in, everything was hunky dory. You can't run out, you know, get another head coach in this short run here. You know, between you and McCarthy, and now fucking Matt Lafleur. I, I, you know, because there's the the beef from last year or two years ago where they kicked it on the wrong. You know, they kicked it a field goal when they shouldn't have, and they should have gone for right. it. And a couple yeah. of those little moments in the playoffs where they felt fallen short. Uh, that was two years ago. They they lost badly to san francisco in in the fucking bitter cold of the tundra when they should have put up fucking points there's no one to blame on that one but the two years before that he kind of fucking threw the floor a little bit under the bus and the media yeah. kind of got after yeah, it. i think it just showed he showed a little bark back on the field that was yeah. just like intentionally visible he knows what we can see i know uh, uh don't you love it when you're right b i'm gonna be honest i do bro i do i do it's yeah, funny bringing that nice. up but it feels yeah. it feels nice it feels very nice um something we're not right about uh, Carolina mm. Panthers 21 3 over these Bucks. Oof. Uh, kind of the tone was set by, I think it was like the second play of the game. Like um, Mike Evans just drops a, I mean, there's no way to, like a 40 yard bomb hits him right in the hands. The closest guy to him is trailing by probably like four and a half, five yards. Not going to catch him. Uh, drops it. And that kind of set the tone for the rest of the thing. Um, it just really looks, shit like this just makes you believe like in momentum in the NFL. I mean, the Buccaneers are still three and four. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to look back here, but I think we know Tom Brady so well. If it's somebody else doing the helm, we just be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. There's they're just like his leadership quality. And there's the talent. There's absolutely the talent there, even though they can't get the run game going to be able to like, you know, just kind of coast into these, like into this postseason. Uh, I mean, that's it. I just watching the Buccaneers do this. I guess it, the main thing would just be like, where do you think Brady's headset is mindset? I think we talked about this last week also but is he in coast is trying to get the postseason mode uh you know regretting that he signed up for this year because it is kind of weird like i you and i called it too like he's getting these questions about and there's no way he's retired i don't believe there's any way retired i think even if he got injured or something weird happened and he honestly stays pretty healthy he'd still stand on the sidelines with the clipboard and see you know see his team through it maybe not with the clipboard but the hat he'd be there yeah, for sure. I don't. Yeah, I just don't see him like it is. It's weird how like Internet like ideas get get really like they just take life. It's it is just like, you know, like the Mikey who mixed, you know, soda and pock rocks and blew his head up and everyone just believed that story to be right. You know, these these yeah. urban legends. That's what I was trying to look for the word. And this is one of those things in the NFL where it's like Tom Brady is now such a polarizing figure that it's like every little like we we become such like high school girls it's like he's going through a divorce like oh my goodness and oh, they did this and they did that and he made this cryptic post about what a great day it is with him and his son but not his but not Giselle 
it really gets so fucking like we, we we get so like dramatic about his personal life and then they're not winning and then it's like oh he gave up his whole entire life to be here and now they're not winning so he must quit it's just such like melodrama you know what i'm there's a bull take right here bold i mean get ready for this this should be as long like i'm out on comments on the internet i'm out like if it's not a red web page or if it's not written or something, I can't purchase yep. something from it. It's not giving me information. Like it's not, I just, I don't want it anymore. Cause you're absolutely right. Like I saw this thing and it was just like Taylor Swift was getting like blowback because in her music video, she had written like fat on like a scale. Cause she had like, and the internet was losing its mind. And it's just like, there's, there's, we're getting a little like, nobody gives a fuck about your opinion and to people out there listening like no matter where you think like people give their opinion like they just really don't i get we all try to like just flex some importance this podcast being one of them yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> right just like just feel free to an hour of power of opinion <laughs> coming at you as we always do but yes i get uh, it it's like yeah, no it's one wants well. to fucking hear about your opinion about lizzo and james madison's flute move the fuck on yeah yeah it's just wild it's just like going and it's just like oh this is what i think tom brady like i just it i kind of feel for the guy a little bit like it's going through a really hard thing and like not a great season it's just like it goes back to his what should be you know the meme of the year where it's just like i'm fucking 45 a lot of shit's going on (laughs) he's got a lot of shit going on so here's the thing i do think like this is because they've won a title they got the chip under the belt they got a little veteran momentum I am not as concerned as this, as I would say, like a Green Bay Packer, like the level of dysfunction is yeah, they're, not they're quite still, there. They're still tied for first. You know, they're three and four top mm-hmm. of the division. And there's a lot of, it's seemingly like external dysfunction. Seeing Brady chastise his fucking O-lineman, right, for beat is not the same as what we're talking about with fucking Aaron Rodgers, who habitually has Correct. Like a Two pattern of like admonishing for, for mistakes. This is like rallying and firing it up. And we won't see like a history of this if he gets beat up. You know what I mean? And smashing the tablets and all the other stuff like that's he's competing. I don't I don't see that as him showing anyone up. But like this is a great point the 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 Bucks are like a championship quality team that can kind of fucking hang around and they're going to middle through this season. They're going to be. They're probably going to be 500 or maybe a a game or two under 500 coming through fucking mid-December here. But then they've got at Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. And I kind of like this this little run here to start to tune up for the playoffs. If they've got a shot middling at 500, potentially still hanging around, this is a, this is a, this is an interesting run that they could kind of heat up. And really what you want, if if you're Brady, you, you don't care. As long as you're at 500 in November and October, you really don't care if you're inconsistent. What you really want to focus in is, is are we peaking and crescendoing at the right time? Because this is what they did in their title run, right? Uh, a couple of years ago where they were, they fucking, everyone's like, oh my goodness, I don't know if this is going to work. The Brady Belichick thing, we can't really decide. They played a wild card, you know, they were the fourth seed or, or third seed, played a wild card uh washington football team back then and against how Haneke didn't look totally great but beat him and then went on a nice little jag and got hot at the right moment so i'm gonna i'm gonna temper my my concern and call on tom brady cooked because i think that this they i still think that they've got a puncher's chance and a veteran's chance to get in there and make some noise yeah because weirdly he doesn't look at the 
you're you made so many great points in this like uh the fact of him like not showing up like him yelling like his energy is still i want to win energy compared to aaron yeah. Rodgers, who's just like i'm above this which great yeah. and you're right like there was that year like was it fucking six years ago like maybe seven sounds crazy but i think it was six when it was five when we thought he was done in that you know chiefs monday night football game but he's like you know he looked bad oh and then, yeah he doesn't look great now, but you're right. The whole team kind of looks fucked up. Right. Like it's whole like package deal, but you know, it could be wild, bro. You know, be wild. Hear about this? Hear about this? But this, bip, bip, bip. You know, good, weird is, um, picture this Buccaneers coast. They get the four spot. They end up hosting wild card number one, which would be the New York Giants. And the Giants, one last time, take care of Tom Brady. Could be crazy. You heard it here first. Ooh. Heard it here. Just put the final stake in the coffin. And it's done. It just fucking Eli's there just to do the coin flip. He's kind of (laughs) looming around the building a lot, just awkwardly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. The last game, I did want to talk about the end of the Giants Jaguars 23 17. Uh, This comes down to a pass on the one yard line. Super interesting. I really like this Jaguars team. Really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Danny Dimes, a beast. And the running back position also plays quarterback, but he's <laughs> like, I mean, he is going in, like he's straight going into some lines. Like it almost looks like, um, like a little bigger, like a, a Taysom Hill with not quite a good an arm. But it's just, I, I didn't really watch him a lot, but super, super physical, fun to watch. Yeah. I didn't want to bring up Saquon Barkley didn't get out of, almost gave this game up. The reason the Jaguars have time is because Saquon Barkley doesn't get out of bounds after like two consecutive eight yard runs. Like they were both, I don't think they're back to back, but they were both for first downs. It's just something to keep your eye on somewhere. Like when you have to log back, especially I don't know if you're a gambler watching these games late on who kind of has that, that sense of time and really knows game management ship. And I think, you know, it's a little detail like this when we're talking about the giants, a little, like, why don't you believe them? Like the whole package deal there. And that little thing that like a pro team does knowing the clock and know how to management was just missing. Didn't come back to Biden, but I just, I wanted to flag it for everybody. I wanted to bring it's it up. interesting because I do believe wasn't the week before that against the Ravens where he did the classic where I could run and score the touchdown and still give enough like it would still the point differential between them and the Ravens could could have been enough, but he slid on like at the one yard line. Oh, he did okay. I didn't yeah. see how good for him. He yeah, did, no, yeah, I just saw the yeah. highlights of that. That was the um, that was the Ravens game. game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, but good, interesting to interesting to watch, right? Because it's like those are like I like your point. That's a good hallmark of a yeah. good team, not guys like state uh, stat chasing and things like that. But interesting. Uh, I uh, I didn't see the the end. I was bouncing. I was I was in a pool of despair with my lions, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna. Do you ever get in that spot where you're like, I'm just gonna like hate watch this like last sixty seconds, even though I know the game is totally over. Yeah, it's kind of like you make yourself. I don't know, like you just had a real wild weekend or you ate a bunch of cheeseburgers and so you just stay in the gym like extra long just to kind of make yourself feel like I always thought about like being a Vikings fan, like I just feeling so stupid, like people looking over (laughs) at me like my Vike Nikes, like my Vike coat and people just thinking about me taking time and shopping for those items and then like putting them on and just so for luck and just like a little bounce (laughs) of my stuff coming to watch those Vikings headed to Lambo. It's going to be fun. It's just like them getting (laughs) I had that for what was it, the NFC championship game two years ago. I was just like, 
got to keg and lantern early had all my viking stuff <laughs> on in the first chorus like fucking like 28 to 3 it's just like like to close out yeah <laughs> yep. like, i'm gonna go thing. home and watch the rest red. of the game oh, oh my, my god humiliating um all right am i the asshole let's get back to this bro oh i like this segment one of these i know i kind of i forgot here's what it is it's a little lengthy to get people in there but i think i think our listeners have attention spans so i think we're so. gonna go for it yeah you gotta read a little page here also like i have a little public reading thing which this kind of is the most public read i've done i know the people aren't in the room but i don't think i've ever had an audience of tens of hundreds of thousands oh you pick you pick which one it is <laughs> Is it 10, somewhere between 10 and 100,000? Um, am I the asshole for telling my husband, a 14-year-old son, that if they don't want the plenty of food that's in the house, then they're not hungry? All right, I regularly cook meals for them, so to have enough to eat for the work and school week. I'm no chef, but I cook basic meals like chicken and pork, steak, mac and cheese, lasagna, et cetera. I recently learned how to make Chinese food, Italian food, and Korean cuisine. My hubby's Italian, so I want to try to give him something reminiscent of his culture. Okay. A little, i got all the detail in here. Are there times, however, that despite the plenty of food in the house, and I just finished grocery shopping and cooking a hefty dinner the night before, they complain that there's nothing to eat. There are moments when, despite having food in the house, they will order McDonald's from Uber under my nose. For those who assume my cooking is bad, I always ask for feedback after each meal. Um, I get the feedback. I just got finished grocery shopping, so there's plenty in the house. I cooked about a dozen or so ribeye steaks with sweet potato, macaroni, cheese, cauliflower, gratin, and a salad. My fridge is packed. A, did she say a dozen steaks? She cooked a dozen steaks? A dozen or so ribeye steaks, yeah. She does clarify later that she doesn't cook steaks all the time, but this was this was a big a big steak cook. My fridge is almost packed with dinner, uh, as well as tables for cereal, box. Yep. But someone's looking around, rummaging in the kitchen like he's scavenging for buried treasure, complaining that he's hungry and can't find anything to eat. I tell him there's still food in the fridge that he can eat. I told him to make a sandwich. He told me he didn't want and then um, and they wanted to order McDonald's. I told him that if he doesn't want the amount of food that we have in the house, then it's he's not really hungry. I said the same thing to my husband, the same thing right after they ordered fast food again. He said that the food that her food is great, but sometimes I just feel like ordering McDonald's. And sometimes he doesn't want to eat the same thing every day. I really want to be a good wife and mom and give them uh, a life that I wish I had. I grew up from struggling family who almost had nothing to eat. Now I'm in a position where no one has to worry about it. Am I the asshole? I'm, I'm, I'm the dozens of steaks <laughs> me into an, into a problem, into a problem. It is, it's a little her problem because what she's saying is we've got all this food. I made all this food and she, and I love her. I applaud her energy for learning how to cook Korean and Chinese food and Italian. Like yeah. this, the show that she really cares, but, but her, her intention is wrong because it sounds like the, the people, her, her son and her, 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 her husband don't dislike her food. They don't like leftovers. Yeah. So that's the th okay. So, so number one, our spidey senses always go up when we feel like we're being sold a little too hard. Yes. You know, if someone's coming in here and it's like dozen of steaks, the fact that she used uh, dishes and cuisine to describe different things made me feel mm -hmm. like uh, mm -hmm. the Saras got involved. And I want to be like, everybody <laughs> relax on the seat. <laughs> like, just tell me the fucking story all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's two things here, and I think you're absolutely right. And the big thing I want to talk about is, you know, is the influence of the parent over the other kid. Because I think also that's that's where the dynamic gets real fucked up, right? Like, if yeah, it's for just sure. Like, if you're getting the green light from McDonald's from one of your parents, then you know maybe it's you're fucking not McDonald's time. Yeah, and maybe you get the you're kind of getting the green light to complain about this. But I agree, like she's kind of doing like a food prep. Like her priority, it sounds like, especially the way she ended it, is you know 
how can we make the grocery dollar stretch? That's where she's right. coming from. And, you know, she'll get in the kitchen. She's looking at recipes, but it's just, and I think it does involve like, you know, dinner one night, maybe lunch that second night, and then repurposing that dinner to throw into another dish. And that could get a little, you know, a little stale. So it's hard to see exactly where it's coming from, but it has to be, this to me seems like a menu you put up. Like it's, cause I mean, I had to go through this when I was teaching the kids in Santa Barbara, like this is great. I like where you're going with this. I like, I like it. I like it. Yeah. The accessibility of like all this fast food and stuff is what really fucks it up. Like the Grubhub, the Uber Eats, the, you know, these kids, little older kids, like just doing it on their own. Like it's kind of hard to like regulate meals. And I know you're yeah. not going through that left, but it might be something down the road, but it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be kind of a menu for the week thing. And, you know, it's, it's one McDonald's trip a week and we know you're doing it on Thursday or something like that. Dude, you couldn't, dude, you couldn't be more spot on in this. Give this me is, wife and this is kids, bro. Great. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll find, we'll Damn find it. it. I don't know which order you want it, but we'll find <laughs> it. We can get it. But it's one of those things where it's like, you're hundred percent right. They don't have, they, they're, they're doing this because they don't feel like that they have autonomy in their food choices, right? Like it's okay to sit there if you're a little kid and be like, Hey, X, Y, or Z. But at a certain point, like even when, cause I do it with my kids is even when we like mix it up and we definitely are not as militant about like meal prep and all this other stuff. Like, even though they like it, they're still like complaining about it. Cause they, sometimes they just want a little something or they just want ownership and what the idea is. So sometimes yeah, I'll like sit there and sell them an idea that I'm like already thinking of, but it's kind of like, Hey, what do you guys think about breakfast for dinner tonight? And what if I did pancakes? And they're like, yes, I'm already planning this. This is what yeah. we had for dinner tonight. Right. But it's like, love it. all right, boom, I'm selling you on it. You're into it. You're invested in it. You've got a little ownership in the meal. And it sounds like that they're just doing it a little bit of like rebellion, a little bit of like, we love your food, but McDonald's is also fucking yummy. The The crazy thing is, is if there's also, I could see her getting miffed if there's like a, a uh, like a budget component to this about spending to like get Uber yeah. Eats to deliver McDonald's, which is fucking insane because that's yeah, expensive, yeah. right? I've never done oh, that, no, no. but I think. It's, I mean, it's, you don't know how expensive it is. It's like, it's, it's weird expensive. Like you end up spending, like by the time it's just like the delivery fee and you know, you tip them and all the shit, like your order and like the minimums is you got like $33 to Taco Bell, which I thought was impossible. Right. Like I didn't think that was, but yeah, it can, it, it can happen. Scale. Yeah. That's, and that's crazy. So there you, I could see that definitely like ruffling her feathers a little bit. So it just sounds like, like if she really wants to do this, like get them involved and, I wouldn't, I would say, and it might suck, but don't meal prep like crazy. So go like Tuesday, Thursday, cook those meals, Wednesday, be your, your cheat meal or, or go out, but fucking go out and go as a family. And then Thursday, Friday, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Something yeah, I think simple. It, yeah. If you have that out day and the kids know when the going out day is like, and I, hopefully you can snap your husband in line on this. Cause it's going to take a little, you know, a little, let's strengthen the lines here. Like, blue, yeah, for sure. Blue wall of silence to get it going. But you know, if you make Wednesday the going out and then, you know, like um, whatever, like something that's not something that's a little be family friendly. Like I know Fridays your pizza nights, but if it's yeah, just like taco and like everyone's making a side dish or something like you could. Yeah, that's that's two. That's, that means there's only like three, you know, three humps to get over. Everybody hates fucking Mondays anyway. Not us. Not us. We love Mondays, baby. Baby. It's your haircut day. It is my haircut. Next, I did get a haircut. What's that last Monday? I, I just got a, this Monday. I just got a haircut, baby. We know each other so well. Um, all right. Speaking of a little in the parenting thing, but let's go back. We got an MA, MA parenting tip follow up. Oh, 
Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. To the finding the sport thing we we're talking about. Uh, where's the line between forcing them to play something they're no longer interested in and then letting them move on? Like when's too early to let a kid kind of give up on a sport? Like where you just want to give them an honest try. And then, you know, when can you finally be like, all right, like if you want out on it, you're out. Yeah, it's one of those things where we're kind of in that right now. It's like uh, um, I saw a meme online. It's like, I'm all about letting my kids follow their dreams unless uh, I've already registered for their previous dream and they still have six weeks left. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they, they're, they're definitely, and I think it's, I just wonder if it's a generational thing, like, cause they did. Yeah, I I don't I don't know that answer. I the, you know I, I we're kind of in it right now where mm. you know we got another flyer for wrestling again, and the the girls brought home it was in their their mailbox and I was like, hey, do you guys want to do wrestling again? And they're like, no, I don't want to. Two point was like, I'm never doing wrestling again. I was like, all right, fucking relax. So with two point she's really good at gymnastics and she likes it when she's there. She likes to feign that she doesn't like to do it. So we're going to continue to push her in to do that. We're still trying with Kamish at trying to find something that she's very good at. So we're looking at swimming. She's a very good swimmer. So we'll see if she likes swimming. Although the other day she was complaining about having to swim in an indoor pool. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you fucking swim more often than not. It's an indoor pool. It's not outside. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, we'll continue. We got to find like a, an activity, a sport that we can, can, that they're good at and they can continue, continue to, to do and uh, swimming and, or, um, you know, some other stuff might be, might be fun to do, but so, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, we're still kind of middling through that a little bit with like, when's the right time. I would say if they, they show like an aptitude about it and it's, it's less about, you know, them like competing at the sport and more about them just like not wanting to do it. Cause they want, they much rather like stay home and, you know, play on the iPad or fucking, yeah. you know, fiddle around. Like, I think that that's the, the distinction. If, if they're not very good at it or, you know, every day when you're going to do it, like they're, they're just fighting you every second away, obviously make them hold their commitment. But then I would say, maybe we need to like, look at it uh, differently. But if, I think if they show any little bit of aptitude, it's one of those things where they will thank you in the long run. Again, you don't want to make it a, a chore or arduous or something that they hate, but you know, if they, if they're, if they show a little skill at it, they're not the worst on the, on the floor. And they, when they're there in the game, they're invested in it. It's probably worthwhile to keep them involved. That's a great point. I, yeah. I think if there's any takeaway you can get, and thanks for sharing from what you were just talking about, it, that makes total sense to me where you, you know, you you know, your kid, like read their signs. Like if it's mm -hmm. just like, you know, they're getting caught up in the immediate sea of, you know, instant gratification. I'd rather just, you know, hang in and play video games or whatever. Then it's just like, you got to push back on that a little bit, but if there's mm -hmm. just like a thorough, like not good at it, like not enjoying it, no interest to get better, like doesn't look like you're having a good time, then, you know, maybe that those can be the exceptions. And I think maybe framing them as an exception where you can, you know, kind of maybe phase out of that, mm -hmm. that kind of venture or find like a different one. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, it's hard because, you know, as parents, you want them to like do all this stuff and be these things and, 
sometimes they're just not. And sometimes it's hard to like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to rationalize that, you know, cause you're really hoping like, Oh, maybe this will be the thing that they're into. And then they're not, you know what I mean? And that's the thing is like parents, you just want them because you just want your kids to be like passionate about something that they're really excited. So that they put their energy into it and that, that, that brings them joy. That's, that's really what you want it to be. And I, I could care less what that activity is, but it's gotta be an activity that takes them outside of these four walls in the house, you know? And, you know, uh, you know, and as a, as, as a, as an adult, I do go back and wish, that's why I brought up the last point. It's like, I kind of wish there were certain, certain things that my parents had pushed me on and like made me continue to do right. Same thing with, you know, commission or uh, Dr. Mrs. The commission. Like there's some things that she's like, man, I really wish that my parents had kept me in competitive this, that, or the other, right. Just to like, cause once I got to high school, like I didn't do it at all. And, you know, I was like, you know, I, I would do theater, but I, I, I really wish I also had like a team sport or something that wasn't just like totally focused on just like theater. I had some other activity outside of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but when you're in, when you're in high school, you don't think of it that way. When you grow up, you're like, Oh man, I really wish I would have continued to do that. You know? Did I just, what is that in the air? Did I just sense a, is that a Neapolitan showdown that we can <gasps> do for episode 241? Top oh. three things we wish are parents kept us in in school dang maybe the parents didn't have teaser alert which we didn't bail on yeah write that down somewhere don't forget that one (laughs) stay in i'm really writing it down guys you really right yeah look at this this is fucking this struck a chord nothing nothing's worse than it's just like we did this for a while before we had like a great, so we tried all the different like shared Google Doc. Remember, we used to have our Wednesday pre bro where we'd like pre game and then we had like, yeah, we were so we thought we were so official. We were official, we were doing we were it. official, we were, we were, we were. Then we just got the tap dance down, baby. Yeah, baby. Was, uh, yeah, if a good idea comes to you, especially for a Nia, can let that float away or you'll get back mm-hmm. into best light sources, <laughs> <laughs> favorite woods. <laughs> Um, all right, speaking of what Neopods showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy, there ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Uh, all right, Clippers Thunder look in Oklahoma City Thunder up by 14 with six minutes left in the fourth. I would have been a fucking toast. Oof. So nice. Toast nice. You, so nice. You bailed on that. Nice. Oh, man. 10, 10% less learn, my friend. Oh, worth every last $100 bill of it. Just kidding. It wasn't that much. Relax. <laughs> um, all right. Monopoly board, bro. I think we've done. We, did we do Monopoly pieces once? I think we did pieces. I think we did. I thought we did board games. We we definitely did oh, okay. board games because they had Solar Quest on there. I definitely remember talking about Solar Quest, okay. which was like a Monopoly of space. Oh, yeah, definitely. The old Solar Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a little strategy. I think there's always, you know, these set of properties in Monopoly that you lean yourself towards. You fired up Monopoly with the girls yet? um is that not gonna happen is that like a family secret is that like a take it up on you know a we slumber have, party when you go we, there? we played life um it's hard with commish jr because he really doesn't 
he's really not at the game playing. So we try and do family ones. We have spot it, which is a fun little game. We Uh, have taco goat cheese pizza, which is a fun game. Of course. Um, So spotted is like a card. It's like a little circle card and it's got all sorts of little characters drawn on it. Uh And you, everyone gets one to start and then there's the pile in the center. And when you flip it over, if you spot a character that's on your card, that's also on the card flipped over, you get to grab it and pull it out. Mm -hmm. And then taco cat goat cheese pizza is everyone and it works perfectly because we're there's the five of us and everyone says it taco the next person says cat and goat and cheese and if your card when you flip it over matches what you say so if i flip it over and it's a taco on it then i gotta everyone's erased a hand on the the pile last one to the pile collects the pile however commish jr thinks the name of the game is to get the pile of cards so he thinks <laughs> everyone's trying to discard as much and he thinks nope yeah. i'm trying to get them all I'm so he's it's, and it's really funny because the girls really think it's funny and he enjoys it but then every so often he'll make a mistake and be the lat and be the one of like the first or second ones to do it and then it's really it's really interesting to see like 2.0 like argue her way out of like not trying to get it she's like i wasn't last it's really funny <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are fun games that we play. We haven't dusted it off. We did play life a little bit, but then life just turns into being like, Ooh, tell me what my occupation is. And I want a dog and I want a cat and I uh, need a husband and all this other stuff. So we don't really like actually play the game. Um, but it's, it's definitely, we have it. It's around the corner. We, yeah, there's, definitely, we, there's some games that meander a little bit like life yeah. and monopoly are like those. It's just kind of like, Oh yeah, we're just kind of going through, which I guess is life. I mean, it's true to true to form. Well, sure. Game. There's a there's a quick game that the adults like to play, a, a card game, a Monopoly card game, which is pretty fun and quick. We've talked about this. We've Have definitely we? talked about this on the pod. Yep. Yeah. We've talked okay. about this. Uh, I don't know if we've done it, but maybe it was top board games. But yeah, I'm curious about this game because I saw it in the store and I think I sent a pic. Maybe I didn't remember seeing the picture, but I was like, is this a card game? Because I became very curious yeah. about this. It's fun. It's it's fun and it's quick. It goes, it goes pretty quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I you just it's hard to sign up, especially if you're playing with like kids and you're not just playing as kids but sign up for any board game that you're just like all right wait because you want to keep their pair patience and you do want some kind of like closure for the game and something that can like just kind of go on you know it's going to end like monopoly but i feel i wish there was a monopoly that's like kept track of all that money stuff like electronically there was one i thought that there was one i thought that i, I there, that i think there was something red yeah like a debit card i did not like this the kids need to yeah. find and figure out how to handle cash and do math oh they have real cash okay i like it keeping it old school all right you're <laughs> Let's keep cash on it. Let's keep your internet comments to yourself. All right. Uh, top three spots. My number three. Talk about the Reds. The most expensive red, Illinois Avenue. I like this. So you're coming out of, um, you know, it's, you're coming around with free parking. So it's the three alpha free parking, but I do like the attitude of, you know, free parking with cash in there in the middle and you can, you know, you're hitting people after they collect a little bit of cash. You can get it there. Um, it's not it's not too expensive where you're venturing over into these where you're paying an arm and a leg for the houses down here, like the yellow, the greens. Obviously, I just it's that it's that sweet spot where we're talking, you know, we're talking liquors. We're getting, you know, we don't need to get Ciroc, but Kettle One's going to do the trick. Kettle One's going to do. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Reds Reds are good. You're coming out of the, you're coming around the bend there out of free parking. Mm-hmm. I like it. My, <clears throat> my, my, one of my favorite properties, I think it's a really good establishing property 
just because usually when you're rolling, it's that first roll, you're on go, you get out of the gates hard, and usually you're you're hitting uh you know, like a, a you're hitting, yeah, because there's two dice. So I was like, wait a second, let me do this math real quick. Uh you're usually getting like a you know, like a seven or eight and sitting there hitting getting that Vermont Avenue on the, the light blues. blues. Yeah. Just going for it. Just get on the board. Just it's they're not gonna break your bank, but you know what? I'm in it. I'm in, I'm I'm pot committed in this little little game of monopoly here. Yeah, this is this is good strat. I mean, whenever you're playing, you know, with more than three people on there, four people on there, like the strategy is just like get any fucking property you land on. And these yep. are the first ones you're gonna hit. You get there, you can afford it, you build it up quicker than these other spots. And let's have a look at your, you're collecting people again, like looks at the squares are passing. People are coming off that go. So you're collecting a little, there should be a little money in their pocket as they turn mm-hmm. that corner. Like the yeah. next time. You keep yeah. They got a little scratch in their fucking things. And you'll you catch might not, every... I was going to say, you, you might not get a monopoly. You might not get a monopoly because everyone no. might be landing on it, but I'm getting a little piece of that pie. You're going to have to, you're going to have cash. to barter with me. If you want to get a monop going. It's a, it's a successful investment. It is. And you know what? You, you catch the, you know, what's funny. You go second or third, you catch the, you catch the right person. Like the first two people, maybe one of those land on the light blues and it's a pass for them. They pass on it. They're too Ooh, good for it. They're stacking up right you. now. They're in like, like statistically, you already have a better chance of wiping those mm-hmm. up. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. My number two, I'm doing a little bit more. I'm waiting for people to come off of your light blues off of that Vermont turn in over there from the just in jail. And I want right there in the middle of all those purples. I'm talking state Avenue after the electric company. We should yep. get into what's our, what's our strategy on utilities. I'm a pass. I'm a pass too. Yep. 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 I'm a pass. I don't know. Railroads fucking hit the rails. Hobos. I don't need any rails. <laughs> Here's why I'm like, I like, I like a railroad as kind of a universal trade option. Still so cash value. Say, Let's say you get that reading railroad and somebody else snags up connect or Connecticut Avenue. And you got the other two light blues, a reading railroad for a Connecticut Avenue to finish out your monopoly. Sounds pretty fucking fair to me. I'm just here. I'm just here. I like, I like, so we're we're doing, we're doing trading. We're doing trading of properties. There's some trading of properties going on. We don't have to right now. I'm just saying, if I do scoop up a railroad, here's my thought. My thoughts delivers that later to finish out because the game yeah, but there's four there's four pieces on there. You got to find called some... railroads. Mm-mm. It's not. It ain't called riding the, riding the rails. Mm-mm. No. Nope. 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 You got to find somebody who's really just fucking fucking hanging on for dear life, collecting all those railroads and trying to make a real real run at it. <laughs> real run at those railroads. <laughs> yeah, God, I, I was <laughs> gonna try to finish that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so we're definitely like we're we're kind of oppo right now because here's my thing. Yeah. I want you coming out and tell me your tell me your house rules on free parking. Yep, I knew this came up. There's no we fucking we have covered this in a podcast. There's we have no covered this in a podcast. Yeah, it just it, like just theoretically, you know how they say if you just took like a cat and put it in a typewriter, like they would type out everything ever written in the history of life on a long enough timeline like were those cats timeline. yep 240 episodes is the timeline where we'd had to talk about uh getting money out of the middle uh, i think we were all we were inflation be damned so we would throw a hundred dollars in monopoly anytime mm-hmm. in the middle there after somebody collected the free parking 
uh, anytime something happened where I think you could buy your way out of jail. I think it was an option, yep. right? That would yep. go in the middle. Yep. And then if you had to pay Any the, yep. anything on the cards, you'd pay mm-hmm. in the middle. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So here's where I like a little, a little Marvin Gardens right there coming in there in that little yellow spot. It's a nice little. You, you played the same. You played the same free parking rules. Yes. We were yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. I think that was pretty universal. So I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. to hear. But but hitting that little Marvin Gardens, I like the yellows. Right. I like where they're at. Yeah. And and you you get a little breather of like oh shit I'm gonna fucking hit go to just uh, go to jail again. Nope. Yeah. Here I am that's, ready to scoop yeah. you up. That's that's why I'm saying Marvin Gardens. It's it's a sick fucking move. It's just like you know, people because you're you know you're trying to see the dice and count it up so fast before anybody mm-hmm. else. And you know like you're sitting like eight out from go to jail, and all you can be like is oh I don't want to hit go to jail. And you roll that seven, you're like thank God before, and you're already mm-hmm. doing the math because mm-hmm. you're sick. You sick? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like, you've been like, I'm just like, uh oh. Jail would have been a treat <laughs> for this 340 ring. You about to drop me on these two? Houses. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pull the bifocals down a little bit. Yeah. Just read what that. What's that rent say? Mm, what's that rent say with with two properties right on there. it? Tell me that. <laughs> Ooh, man, that's a fucking that's a stanger right there, my friend. Yes, give me those yellows and Marvin Garden. Well, my number one, my top spot. Uh, I award that. I'm gonna award anything. Um, I'm going to award that Marvin Gardens. I think that's wild. That's think that's crazy. I'm going to give you a tip of the map and I'm awarding you the top hat game piece. Oh, I'm right there. Right there. I love hat. it. I always went race car. Race car was, you knew I, you knew I was a race car. Well, yeah, if you do something, something race car worthy, I'll give you the race car, but this is oh. a very, uh, you've been mm. fucked. Uh, Marvin <laughs> Gardens, I fucked you. <laughs> Dip my hat to you. <laughs> Uh, Marvin Gardens is also kind of classy. That seems like a place where you come. I love the name Marvin Gardens. I would say, I'm into Marvin. Yeah. Well, you have ranked like the top three coolest names. The coolest names? Like, it would have been. You're, you're uh, out Baltic Avenue. Get fucked. I was going to say Baltic's kind of kind of like what Baltic's doing. Oh, oh, you know what it is? It probably should be Oriental Avenue. That should be the one. I think that's definitely out. Yeah. Yep. I saw that one. It's just like, I'm not, I'm not touching that property. Yep. Yep. Um, New York Avs, my number one. This kind of because like name we both know I love New York. Mm. Uh, it's got a little fucking with you vibe too because it's you're getting your hopes up for free for parking. Free parking, yep. And you're like money's going the other way into this pocket. Yep. Mm. Uh, and then also I just I I love this run right here. You're looking into you know above five and ten just for three of those properties on those oranges right there. I'm talking you go to jail and you roll yourself out. Oh, you're coming right back into it. And just right back in the thick of it. You're right back in it. Like oranges, like out of you get a couple runs through that obstacle course of my oranges by going to jail, especially when it gets a little later. I like so. that. That's a very good point. Because you're That's hitting a it. Real also, good point. Because if you escape jail, bro, double three is the St. James place. So we're still looking at my oranges, and you've gotten out because you rolled doubles, and you have to go out if you roll doubles. Double fours is eight. That's Tennessee Avenue. You hit my oranges again. That's two sets of doubles where your boy's getting debt. Paycheck. I like this. I like this. This is this is welcome 4D, to Brandana 4D. Properties. Four <laughs> D Monopoly right here. <laughs> um, damn. I because I because I you know where this is. We would be real Clash of the Titans because we're oh yeah hundred percent opposite mm-hmm. on where we are board alignment. So we'd be like we'd be fucking just 
just eyeing each other across the table as yeah what's that what was that losers. old that old west kind of like like the oil barons feud like the mccoys like the franks and mccoys or something the like hatfields and mccoys like, yeah hatfields and mccoys that'd be yeah, us yeah, yeah. we'd be like that yeah yeah we'd be like yeah we'd be sitting there we'd be like yep yep and you'd be you you'd be like um oh shit there will be blood and fucking yeah. old <laughs> like, you're ready to drink my milk <laughs> I, if i all the way over here. all the way over to vintner avenue and i <laughs> suck it up <laughs> My number one, going with let's the not sleep, Let's not sleep on Ventner, too. Ventner's a dope fucking name. Ventner's pretty cool, rad. A lot of cool consonants. I mean, it looked like we really just hit the boggle bubble and just continent falling places, but it's... Ventner? It's like, yeah. St. Charles Place. Up? Like, what's up? Ooh, that's class. Vintner. That's class personified. But give me old... Maybe it's because I'm a big fan of the White House, but give me old Pennsylvania Avenue on the It's an avenue keeping it fucking as old school. So you go most expensive property that doesn't get you into that, you know, kind of that gold suck that seeing the diamonds in the sky, like boardwalk mm-hmm. and park place that never going to happen, bro. No one ever no. lands on those properties. Those are as good as dead. Yeah. You're wasting you your time with those. luxury tax. Yeah. You can zip around too many times chance keeps you going. There's no, like the go to jail square. Does it count? Does it stop people? You know, it doesn't advance them. They just kind of move on. People have the, you know, advance to go collect $200. Like too many cars just taking you through that. Just whisking you away each time they get close. Fool me once. Shame on me. Yep. Fool me twice. Won't be green properties. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I like this. It's kind of funny that we never actually doubled up. We, on any of the we didn't hit a single color we didn't double up shared. color Mm-mm. uh well your mind was a little too blown when i gave you my doubles philosophy yeah, it was right those we, this right is there. this feels right this was <laughs> this was this was correct uh it's always good when they agree guys it's been mab sports podcast episode two forty um i'm brandon again hit our mvps real fast i'm gonna give it to I was going to give it to Justin Fields, but then you sent me that. I'm going to change it. I mean, I did. You know, I've been kind of quietly rooting for Justin Fields, even though he's in the NFC North. Yeah. I do like him. Yeah. I just don't like when quarterbacks go to shitty positions and their career gets ruined after like five games. Yeah. It's kind of like where Mac Jones is at. But um, who's our boy that's back? What's his name that did FryFest? From FryFest 2? Oh, sh- oh, shit. Was it Billy? Uh, Billy McFarland. Billy McFarland is out of jail. Um, Take a big MVP would be the stones on this guy. Uh, announced his new business venture. Always sees a telephone number, some map. I don't know if it's a joke, but I got to hand it over when something grabs my curiosity. And I am standing by with bated breath. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll buy Ventnor Avenue from this guy. I don't give a shit. I got to see what's going to happen. I love it. All right. You're going, oh, Billy. Oh, you know what? I'll throw Justin. I'll throw Justin a bone. I'll give him not a, not, uh, he, yeah. You, Justin, you're still an MVP playing and getting the shit kicked out of you, but still finding a way to get a dub at New England, which is great. Wait, was that New England or was that? It was at New England. Yeah. Yeah. On the road. Take care of On business. the road. I like that. I'll take that. We'll take that. I like it. Billy McFarland. I'm not saying to invest in Billy McFarland. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're we're here for the spectacle of Billy McFarland. We are not yes. here for the, like the the come up story, the fucking the, the hero's <laughs> no, the, journey of Bill Billy McFarland. No, they're turning it around. No, it's just 
it's really unbelievable the stones in the sky guys it may be sports podcast episode 240 hit us up with an email it may be sports podcast at gmail.com uh would have lost that basketball bet i just want to keep you posted i am brandon and once you sign yourself off most awesome audience after 240 episodes you've got a phenomenon what's called the pottinger's cat which is inside the box have we described or said this podcast topic already once before once you open it you'll never know Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.